The year is 2020. Everything is falling apart. Two people have made it their mission to make sure that life can continue in happiness and reproduction and other what? stuff too. <laughs> they are. Hey, sir. Hey, what up, everybody? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Halitude here, along with my co-host, co-captain, co-procreator, Victory <laughs> 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 Fist. I don't have the equipment to, to procreate with you. That's not how it works. It's the year 2020, Sam. Anything's possible. I guess. But what up, everybody? It's been a long time. I don't know if we can still do this as good as we used to. <laughs> Assuming we even did it good to begin with, uh, but for anyone that has never listened to our podcast before, it's literally Sam and I talking to a guest and finding out how awesome they are, why are they so awesome, and how did they become awesome. But because, unfortunately, nobody wants to be our friend or our guest today, I'm stuck with Victory Fist as our <laughs> guest today. That's not why. No. My goodness. Now no. I feel like I have to explain why I'm the guest today. No. Oh, I'm on the defensive already. What kind of interviewer are you? We've swapped. We've swapped roles. I'm the bad cop now. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the bad cop now. No, in seriousness, um, those who remember season one, episode one, the first ever podcast, it was Sam interviewing me. So we're starting it off with the resurgence and revitalization with me interviewing Sam. Yeah, that, that, that sounds way less uh, yeah. negative than, than <laughs> no one wanted to be on the podcast. Well, you don't know. You don't. You can't say that nobody didn't not want to, didn't want to be on the podcast. I can. Okay. Do you know if Lola wanted to be on the podcast? I don't want her on the podcast. So. Oh, that was being negative. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> It's okay. They probably won't listen to this episode anyway. Uh, put them through enough as it is without putting true. them on the podcast. It's true. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get straight into it. I don't think we had a button bar for a button for any of this stuff. From what I remember, it's all the latest stuff. We'll start with the oh, penultimate question: mm. How are you so awesome? Oh, um, well, um, basically to um, fight my own uh, inner uh, mental health struggles, I have to uh, pretend to be awesome. And do whatever it takes to be awesome. This is a so depressing first episode. So I, well, it's uh, honestly, I think that's the case of most uh, streamers. Is that 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 the reason they're awesome is because they have their own shit going on, and they're trying to overcome that, mm. and that makes them awesome. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the very scientific kind of um, reason behind it. But yeah, all right, I'm going straight to the heart of the matter. Let's 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 talk about some of your um, streaming stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's just get. Let's just attack, tackle the uh, elephant in the room. Victory Fist. Yeah. Where did that come from? Oh, this is probably not... I, I, You know how usually before a podcast we'd say... Um, <laughs> we say... The stuff uh, that we're not allowed to talk about. The stuff that we're not allowed to talk about. Um, basically... <laughs> okay, make up a story that's more No, no, no. I'll, 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 just, I'll just give the sanitized version of the story. Um, I It comes from um, World of Warcraft. So um, back in the day, my main um, screen name was Spoonio, which... My last name is Spooner, and it was just something I said stupidly while playing Mario Kart one day. It's a me, Spoonio, as I was overtaking people, okay, and that became okay. my screen name. Um, and that was my screen name for a long time until I was playing World of Warcraft, and I started a guild called the Fists of Victory. And I and that just kind of um, and that was at around the same time the Xbox the Xbox 360 came out. Um, so that became my Xbox Live gamertag at that point. 
Um, like I said, there's more to it, but I don't want to go into that stuff. Uh, fists of Victory or Victory Fist? The Fists of Victory was was the name of the guild. No, yeah, but did you have that for the Xbox or did you switch it and to then Victory when, Fist? And then? then when I joined, then when Xbox 360 came out, I went to um, Victory Fist because what happened was um, I used Spoonio as a gamer tag on Xbox Live originally, mm-hmm. but when Xbox Live first came out here. You couldn't keep that name because we were actually connected to the Australian system. Right. And when they right, gave right. New Zealand its own system, you had to have a new name, which was so annoying. Like if you didn't want to be stuck I, in Australia. I remember so, my name was the King of Kings, and then when I actually got a live <laughs> account, it's like, sorry, that's already taken. And I was like, oh, now I need to come up with a new yeah, name because that's yeah. what I've been using at Lands. Uh, Serotonin thirteen. Yeah, and then exactly. that moved into Hullitude, so I can get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to change. I don't understand. Spoonio. I'm glad I changed from Spoonio because while um. I don't hate that name. I still think it's dumb as fuck. But that's kind of why it's good, though. But I think I think <laughs> most people now know you as Victory Fist. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Been... don't really... I mean, unless you were dressing up in a Mario outfit, like, every time you streamed. Stream. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, this is long before streaming. This We're talking 2005 or something. Yeah. Right. 2004, 2005. So you, would you say because of your... Me, I Were you uh, a Nintendo? Because if we... If we think about it, you've got a big collection, right, mm. of video games. Would you say you were more Nintendo inclined then? I've always been. Uh, so at that time, at that time, I was playing a lot of Xbox. To be fair, but it's more um, in terms of my uh, console eating habits, so to speak. Um, it's always been away from Sony, more towards everyone else. Right, right. Um, was there a spe- specific reason why um, you're anti Sony? No, I'm not. I say I'm not anti Sony. It's just been um, ever since Sony got on the scene, I've always had the other consoles. So when mm. I started, it was all Sega, um, but then I got a paper on and I got a Game Boy because that was the best portable system, and it was so. As a kid with a paper on, you can afford a portable system much more than a full home system. Yeah, um, and. My parents had already got me a Mega Drive, but um, I was kind of over that when I got the Game Boy, and then I bought a... And because I was buying Game Boy, I started buying Nintendo magazines, and from the Nintendo magazines, I was like, oh my god, I want Donkey Kong Country. So I got a so I got a Super Nintendo, and just from then on, I was just on, sort of on the Nintendo side of things and the Sega side of things. Like, I got all those consoles at launch. I've never had a Sony console at launch, but I've had pretty much every other console at launch since the Dreamcast onwards. So speaking of consoles and games, for those that aren't aware, can you please tell the listeners how many consoles and games you roughly have uh, in your vicinity? <laughs> um, if you had to do a rough estimate. Uh, I have something like 300 Xbox 360 games. Um, but if you add everything up, it's in the seven or eight hundreds. And that's not including PC games because I haven't. And, and do you have are some of these consoles around us um in this recording studio from your childhood as well uh yes so the nintendo 64 the gamecube and the super nintendo are all my original ones um well super nintendo is not entirely because one of them got stolen this house was so we're actually recording in my mum's house now mm. um and when i was about uh 11 or 12 must have been about 12 um the house got burgled while we were on holiday and they cleared out everything um, I lost uh, my guitar, which was the thing I was really worried about at the time. Uh, my Super Nintendo and all the games that were with that. Um, which you know, it's just stuff, and and insurance covered it all. So um, I ended up 
being able to trade in or essentially it was like trading in all your games for full price and starting again no so um there were some games that i didn't really Care like about. anymore um like i had yoshi's island which i'd love again now i still have the box for it but i don't need it because mm. it was such an easy game and i was like kind of done with it at that point um i think the only game i got again um that i already had was um was secret of mana which as you'll know is my is my favorite game mm-hmm. um mm. so i actually have two original snes boxes for that which is cool um i could probably sell that box for you know however much um i don't know if i will oh, probably, probably will. a lot of money <laughs> a fair amount um but i don't have the you know a cartridge to go with it but i have the manual on the box um spare which is cool um what led you into this addiction were you always a gamer or were you introduced to it um, at a young age and then realized this was what you liked doing or my godparents got divorced when i was about <laughs> five uh i guess six or seven mm-hmm. and um my my godmother who's my my aunt um lovely lady i love her she um she married an american dude and to buy her kids love he bought them a nintendo so the original nes yeah and so um i spent a lot of time at my cousin's places and so i spent a lot of time playing um super mario brothers and uh dark hunt stuff like that so um that was that's where i really remember really gelling with it and loving it there was a few commodores and stuff around at the time as well throughout the family that, that we used a bit but but that nintendo is what really got me into it and then because my parents knew i was good with technology and stuff at a young age they um my dad would buy like secondhand computers from his workmates and stuff and bring them home and uh that's where i kind of got into the pc gaming stuff um and that would that would have been before i had my own console do you have a console or pc of choice <sighs> nah no, nah. There's um, pros and cons of everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more about the game than it is. Is, it, is there an era you prefer then? No, no. You'll no. play anything? Absolutely, definitely not an era I prefer. There's stuff that's really old that can still be simple, awesome, fun. Um, but I also, you know, the blockbusters of today are all great as well. So yeah, there's no. I I I don't like pigeonholing myself. Like I I retro stream a lot, but it's not a case of I only want to retro stream. This week I've only done modern games. Um, I will be doing retro games by the end of the week, but if I did just one sort of thing, I would lose my mind. <laughs> do you have a okay in that same vein? Do you not have a favorite genre either then, or do you have a favorite genre? I don't have a favorite genre. You're no. a bit of, you're a, a, a jack of all trades then. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I mean, there's certain games I don't like. Like, uh, I, basically any life sim game. So like Sims or Rollercoaster Tycoon type stuff, um, or, or Minecraft, um, um, Ark, Mi- Minecraft. I enjoy. Um, the um uh, the addictive kind of just mining through a mountain just just if, if that's where my brain is it works yeah um well, what do you mean by like, animal, like animal train simulator anim, animal crossing the sims that sort of thing i just can't get into yeah that's fair that's fair what yeah. about what about sports or racing games <sighs> really comes down to it so I, I have really good memories of playing and this is a game i've actually got on my watch list on trade me right now um arch rivals on the sega mega drive which is um it's a basketball game that oh, is, yeah, is yeah. um it's like a comedy basketball game so you can do like you can, like um you can like uh blind the referee and stuff like that like, what the do, hell it's cool it's cool so it's, it's like nba jam but with no rules yeah 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 like you can break the rules you can um you can if you you know have enough power or whatever do a slam dunk from the opposite end of the of the court and what the break the backboard hell? and stuff i remember Very playing cool um tiny tunes adventures and they had a sports <laughs> game and you could literally just beat the crap out of each other yeah 
So like so most I, people would be too busy doing that than actually playing the yeah, soccer so, version of so it. So I do I do like sports games, but usually the ones that are more subverting over the, the top. Sport. Yeah, yeah, over the top subverting the sports. What so a, yeah, NBA jams are good. Example what about um that, that Warhammer forty k Blood Bowl? Uh, Blood Bowl. I haven't played it. I heard it's like a tactical game. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it is. It is it's a tabletop game. Well, so, I know Warhammer is. I... No, but Blood Bowl is as well. Oh, wow. It's a separate, it's, it's like an offshoot um, tabletop ah. game. So we should probably track that down. But it's based around like, NFL. Yeah. Or American football. Yeah, it's like if you have the Gorgon Walker fucking shit. I can get my rat boys and we can like... Yeah. Can, yeah. Your Skaven, your Skaven team. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so moving on from the gaming, because you could talk about that for hours. Mm. You're also a former film student and you've made your own movies. Yeah. And, as your Twitter bar says, award-winning filmmaker. Yep. The award is actually on the wall over there somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, tell us, tell us a bit about that. How'd you get into filmmaking? Was there a movie you watched and you're like, Bleh. yeah? Um, at high school, I saw um, Bad Taste, which is Peter Jackson's first feature film. Yeah. Um, and that made me realize that hey, we can do this in our backyard. We can just go and do it ourselves. Um, and so that was the film that made me really go, oh, well, I want to have a crack at this. And at high school. Uh, we had a video editing suite um, and the teachers didn't really know how to use it. They had these like handouts on how to do everything. Um, and I just devoured those and ended up teaching the media studies class for half the year. Were they like Macs? Cause I remember no, my, no, I remember just... my intermediate having Mac computers and you, yeah. could, you couldn't like, they I had think... a movie maker type program. Yeah, I lie. We had one Mac, I think. Um, but the rest of it was all PC. It was yeah. used a software called U lead video suite. And it was all, um, you had to record your stuff, uh, on old school tape i still have some of my old tapes um and then feed it into the computer and it just looked like ass uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um but we made some bad films um ones that are totally like you know we were teenagers we were just trying to piss people off really so we had mm-hmm. a movie about jesus coming back to life and hating everyone for what they've done with the world and and going around I feel like that would really be probably stuff. fitting for this year. Oh, dude, it's to that's be the thing. There's a lot maybe, of prophetic maybe you're stuff a prophet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is prophetic stuff in there, um, and and it's and it's funny, but but it, there's nothing. There's no one that could watch it and not find something to be offended by. Offended yeah. by. Yeah. But that was the, the, like what we were trying to do at the time, um, and we can't really let that get out there. Like that film itself, get out there now. I think I have the only copy. Actually, I kind of only ha- have the only copy. I did digitize it once and it only existed in one place, which was a laptop that got stolen while it was being repaired. So it's out there. And the guy I made the film with, he's now in like, he, he does talk, he talks to like Disney about getting his writing made. So he, he's an artist who's done comic books and children's books and things. Um, And yeah, he literally, he, he moved to the States and he, and he talks to Disney about getting his stuff made and stuff. If they found this stuff, it'd be X straight away. You shouldn't be saying this because now someone. No one will ever find it. Someone. No one will ever find it. It's locked away in the um, ever. It's it'll be fine. I don't think we. Famous last words. You guys heard it here first. The last time, (laughs) Sam. And 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 I'm sure if if there was like if it got to a point where there was that much controversy around it, it would probably be good for us. Because people would find us, you know. People would find out about it. I'd just be like, yeah, I don't know that victory for Sky. I think it'd be know, it'd be a case of no, you'd love it. Uh, <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think it'd be a case of any publicity is good publicity, but at the same time, we don't want to actively put it out there. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
And so this award-winning film, mm. what what was that about? Um, so uh, we what was so that was uh, Mind Camp, which was a what, what I can't remember. So forty-eight-hour filmmaking competition. <laughs> I can't remember what the movie Mind. No, Camp no, no, was no, no. <laughs> I need to I need to give a bit of context here to explain the story. But um, it was made as part of the forty-eight-hour filmmaking competition. And um, in that competition, you have 48 hours, as it suggests, you have 48 hours to make a film. Yeah. And a but lot of you, energy drinks, right? They give you a lot of energy drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for many years, I couldn't have them because they'd give us the full full sugar Vs um, and I wasn't allowed full sugar. So, uh, but it's it got to a point where I, I, I would track them down, talk to them and say, hey, can we have the sugar free stuff? And then I would end up drinking way too many sugar-free energy drinks. But that's that's beside the point. Basically, what they do um, <laughs> is uh, they give you, you can't have much of an idea of what you're going to do before the weekend. So you put a team together, you get given uh, a genre, you get given a line of dialogue, a prop, a character that has to be in there, and and a technical element, things like that. Um, and we got I can't what did we get that year? I can't remember what kind of film it was. Mind camp sounds like it, well, it, a thriller? it was a dy- it was a dystopian future type thing. You can't remember. No, I can't remember what specific oh, genre they okay, gave okay, us. Okay. Um, but it, basically, what we did was we made a short film that was. Uh, I I decide. I... <laughs> it's the only time we've done it this way. Every single person on the team got to write something, right? And then it was presented as if it was channels changing on a TV. So um, ah, yeah, so everything yeah, yeah. was um everything was basically commercials um and we stitched them all together to tell a little story um my two parts my two major parts that i i I essentially directed the whole thing and produced the whole thing Mm -hmm. um but my team did did a lot of the writing and i did the bits that really bookended it in terms of this is what's happening in the story so the story was a guy um who was actually being brainwashed and happens to actually be the leader of the society um he is being brainwashed himself into believing in his own image so he's locked up in an underground facility and is being fed all this stuff that is being um that's been shown. So we're showing the values of the world and everything um through the channels changing, which we find out at the end is him being brainwashed. Um Dang. which was, it was really fun, um, really dark. I got to play the the bad guy. Um a good friend of mine, Callum, was playing the 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 glorious leader type character. And um and yeah, we won the incredibly strange award at the Auckland Auckland League of that competition with that film. How long ago was this? That was in 2016, I oh, think. Not that long ago. It's not then. that long ago. And we've made, I, I've made several films since then. And um, your uh, more recent one, um, for anyone that was unaware, you did all on your own, didn't you? Yeah. So I didn't do the competition this year because like, this year you had to do it within your bubble because they did it during lockdown. Yeah. Um, the year before, um, I've managed teams between sizes of seven people and like 30 people. And I was just like, no, this time I'm going to do it on my own. Um, the only reason I hadn't done it on my own previously was because um, I had people that definitely wanted to do it with me. Um, main one being my partner at the time. And I so I couldn't um, let her down. But when I was, found myself being single, I was like, well, screw it. Everyone else can go and do their own thing if they want to. And I'll, um, I'll do it on my own, uh, which was a huge challenge. I really enjoyed it. I'm really proud of the little film. Um, it didn't get anywhere in the competition. Um, 
which was the first in a little while I'd usually gotten at least nominations for things. They they knew not to nominate you because then nobody else would stand a chance because they put all these teams <laughs> and efforts in and here's you doing it solo and producing better content. <laughs> they wanted to the be a fair competition, Sam. <laughs> I wish that were the case. But um, no, it's, it's really interesting the kind of challenges you face. I mean, well, as streamers, we do a lot of stuff on our own for ourselves all the yeah. time. Well, that, that's um, where I was going. So with your gaming background and your film background is that what brought you into the streaming yeah well the first thing i did that was like remotely like streaming was i was working um this is actually just after film school a friend of mine was working at a tv station and he he was just you know just an editor just an editor at the tv station um so rude but he worked as he he worked on an idea for a tv show which was basically a video game review show right which he got into production and and we made it and it and it screened um, but I did all the video game capture. So I was pa- I was essentially paid. I wasn't paid money. I was paid with a Wii U, which at the time was a bigger deal than it is now. Uh, yeah, I'm like, well, you, <laughs> it was you just got, after it you got undercut yeah. then if he paid you with a Wii U. Uh, <laughs> um, but the job was basically to sit there and record my gameplay for, um, you know, I sorry, recorded all of The Last of Us. Um, I recorded playthroughs of like three or four different um, Call of Duties because um, they did like a retrospective on the entire Call of Duty franchise, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, we also had like the PS4 and the Xbox One before they came out. So was this going to be show. like something that like would be on TV, like a sticky TV type show, or was this its no, own no, no. thing? This was its own, its own its own show. So it was a half hour, sh- well, you know, twenty four minutes, whatever show um, that was on once a week for a while. Because um, they used to have shows like that way back in the nineties, like that half an hour game show where they'd tell you cheat codes. And yeah, show you so latest. it wasn't that. It was more like a video game review website in TV form. Right. Right. Um, and it was actually like a lot of the people involved were involved with Game Planet at the time. Yeah. So my friend that that ran it, Dan, he um he was making video content for Game Planet at the time, so he would get sent to E three and stuff to to make videos over there. Oh. Um, and yeah, so that was the first thing that I was like, oh well, I have the technology, maybe I should stream. And so not long after that, I started streaming like once every few months, sort of thing, just to dip my toes in it. What was your streaming platform of choice back then? Twitch. Oh, it was Twitch um, on the get-go. Yeah, it was Twitch on the get-go. Um, I have tried, I did try Mixer Lite once and, and YouTube a couple of times because um, I had, you know, at when I first started, I had more followers on YouTube than Twitch. Um, so it made sense to kind of try it there, but I just preferred Twitch in terms of how you interacted with the audience. And um, how do you find it now? Great. Still better? Yeah, yeah. Because um, we see stuff like Mixer folding and, you know, Facebook <laughs> getting momentum and all that. You still think Twitch is just miles ahead then? Uh, see, I don't, I, I don't think YouTube's terrible. Um, and I would say that's probably the next best thing. Um, Mixer, I don't know what to say. It, it, it should have <laughs> been way better than it was. Should have been something to, uh, like I've. I don't want to toot my own horn because you know it's mo- a lot of people said they probably weren't going to be able to sustain it. But when Mixer first got announced and people were jumping ship, I'm like, this reminds me of like owned TV years ago where people jumped from Twitch to owned and then owned folded because they couldn't keep up the payments and then everyone came crawling back. Yeah, and I'm like, I can see this happening with Mixer, and then literally that's basically what happened with Mixer. They're like, uh, I don't know if we can sustain this anymore, so you guys can go join Facebook if you want. Yeah, we're encouraging yeah. you, and everyone's just like, "What? What the? Yeah, what the? Well, because that's the thing. Microsoft acquired Mixer. Well, it was Beam. They acquired Beam and then changed it to Mixer. They didn't do it for the platform. They mm. did it for the technology behind the platform, so they could u- integrate it with Project X Cloud, which is uh, Microsoft's like 
you pay a monthly fee and you can stream from their hardware to your system. Hmm. Um, great idea. Um, and I really hope the future of that is bright. It won't be here for a long time because the data centers need to be close by for the lag to not be a problem. So you think Twitch will have like their claws as the pioneer and leader for the foreseeable oh, it's just, future? It's just, um, despite all the setbacks and issues that seem to come up every few months? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they are well invested in it enough. They've monetized it to a point where people are happy to pay them. And yep. that's the big the big difference between them and, say, YouTube. YouTube's monetization is terrible. It's They've been hemorrhaging money ever since um, Google bought YouTube off the guys that ran it. The only people that ever made money out of it were those guys that, that made YouTube and sold it to them. Um, so the fact that, that Twitch um, streamers are paid by their audience and not by commercials, essentially... Um, it puts them ahead straight away. Mm. All right, I've got a serious question for you on this Twitch talk. Mm. Where's Doctor Disrespect? Where is he? Wow. Okay. What, so, what is your theory behind it? So, obviously, um, we haven't heard. I don't know. I, there's, I haven't looked into it in the last few days, but I don't think we know where where Ninja and um and Ninja and did a stream on YouTube. He did. Yeah, for okay. 150 k people apparently. Oh, okay. So at least that's a development. Um, see, because uh, early on, I was like, okay, apparently Spotify are thinking about doing something. Yeah. And technically, it wasn't them. Tencent, who are a majority, uh, who are a big shareholder in Spotify, at your Tencent, if you don't know who they are, they are a large Chinese company that make um, a lot of mobile games. A lot of the they big, have a big share in League of Legends as well. Yeah, they have a big share in a lot of big pies. They're, they're a very successful company. Um, they have launched their streaming platform. I checked it out the other day. Um, it reminds me very much of uh, Twitch a few years ago, but the viewers are starting there. And if yeah. people aren't watching it, what's the point? What's the so point? The, Jumping the ship. system looks just fine um, if, if a little bit bare bones and peeled back, but that's good for some people. Uh, but when you're looking at like the top streamers there only having a few hundred viewers, it's like... Uh... So your theory was Dr. Disrespect? Well, uh, your My theory, theory was... was that they were all, would all get paid to go to one of those big platforms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we and haven't then seen he got, that yet. And then he got caught. I now the the lot the the more I look at it, the more I think he has actually done something that's gonna um, that if he if he stays around will come to light and will destroy him. I, I think there is a criminal element to it. Mm. Yeah. So either uh, something shady or some allegations. Yeah, I I would say it's substantiated ones from his reactions to things. That could be true. He was going on the whole David Ike bloody weird. Uh, what is it? conspiracy theories and stuff was closer towards the end of it so Ooh. people were thinking maybe it's got something to do with that maybe it's something to do with his cheating behavior in the past yes yeah, i i think it goes further than that oh yeah so drug but, drug deals yeah that's more likely to me cocaine for subs yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah. Uh, honestly uh, uh, that that sort of thing actually makes more sense to me yeah why? Because you're well cocaine's not that it. bad okay it's not that bad uh, all right all right all right <laughs> all right moving along so with your uh, <laughs> with your with your streaming experience, what what is your biggest takeaway so far over the years you've been streaming? Because we met through your streams. Yeah, yeah. What what is the thing that you're most thankful for since streaming? Is it the connections you've made? Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the people I've met and, and and the friendships that we've we've forged. Um, you know, with you and, and the other friendships we've forged together and stuff. It's it's um. Okay, so for me, for a long time, streaming was like an escape from my personal life in a way yeah my personal life was a huge part of my streaming as well but 
really it was something that I could go and was for me and wasn't for anyone else, um, which was a problem I had at the time. Um, and because it was for me, it's continued to be that. It's 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 for, um, and the reason it, it made me feel good was because I was meeting cool people. And that's why I started this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. so I can have an excuse to sit down with people and talk about cool shit. Um, so I'd say that is the biggest takeaway from it. Um, and you've done all different types as well. You've done the IRL streams. Mm-hmm. You've done a podcast stream. You've yep. done gaming streams. Is there one you prefer to do or shine in? Uh, there's nothing I prefer to you do. You just love content creating? Yeah. Um, it's something I've been doing for a long time. Um, I've been doing stand-up since I was like 16. And it's streaming is just a combination of all of the things I like. Um, and being able to use, so there's, there's things I haven't done with it yet that I'd like to do. Yeah. Obviously I've been talking way more about politics lately and I do want to do some deep dives into, into some, uh, political situations. Oh. Um, so that that's, but, and that I don't know if I'll, I will do some of that on stream because I've seen, I've been watching a little bit of a streamer, um, uh, Justin Wang who uh, does deep dives on like old internet myths using old school websites. And it's just him like doing his research online. Mm. Um, and I can see that kind of thing being fun because I am, that's another one of my skills is finding information online. Um, I used to, for two years I worked in policing or, you know, at, at uh, in customer service at uh, trade me, which was a lot of um, online dispute resolution. And sometimes just had to figure out who someone was in order to, remove them from the situation or whatever so i got right. really good at finding information uh another streamer once challenged once said you'll never find my facebook i had it in one minute <laughs> so that goes to show don't don't mess with sam <laughs> sam can find out well it goes to show that don't don't assume that your information is safe online i, I didn't no, use any hacking should. or anything i just used some common sense and tracked down on the information i needed um so without even putting hacking into the equation you're not necessarily that safe online. Mm. Mm. That's why you, two-step authentication is really helpful and also not putting your address just willy-nilly anywhere yep. as well. Yeah, I'll only ever do that if I'm ordering something and even then I have to make sure that it's a, a trusted site because you never know who they're selling your email to to sell, you know, advertisements and whatnot and who knows else what else to. Mm. Do you have um, any inspirations in terms of any of these areas? Like, any any gamers, uh, I suppose not gamers, but any developers, like maybe, um, I can't think of any of the Nintendo <laughs> guys' names right now. Reggie Watts, yeah. yeah. Reggie Phil's M.A. Phil's, Reggie yeah. Watts Reggie is, Watts is, is the comedian. comedian. Yeah, it's so a, I would say it's probably more of an inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. Yep, yeah. uh, no, I've been really lucky over the years to work with people who did inspire me. So when I was like a young, like an early teenager, um, I'd love to watch stand-up comedy on t- on TV. Yeah. Um, my mum won tickets to the Classic Comedy Club when I was 15. And um, oh, so, so someone at my mum's work did, and she gave the tickets to me and my dad So because they knew how much I like stand-up. Got to see my li- first live stand-up show at that age, at 15. Um, Reese Darby was one of the performers that night, um, as well as a bunch of other comedians who are still going to this day. Um, and then within a year of that, I was on, I was on, I was on that stage performing myself and nice. some of those guys were my mentors. So, um, yes, I've had people that have inspired me and I, that I get to work with and I still get to work with sometimes. Um, one of my first, uh, mentors was Benjamin Krillin, who's a internationally touring comedian, but he's a lot like me. He's, 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 um, maybe four or five years older than me. Um, he started doing comedy at about the same age as I did. And um, 
he's done a lot more with comedy but um for the same reasons as me like you know he's got a lot of mental health problems and stuff and we we get we bond on that and we made some work we did some work together earlier in the year um did a photo shoot with him and um and made a short film with him um which uh, we didn't get enough content to make the short film work properly we'd need more time and um but it was a really good test and proof of concept for something that we could do in the future yeah whereas the photos he's using for promotion and stuff now so that was worthwhile as well what but, about um, um the streaming side then any streamers you look up to um or you like your own little bubble or your network i look up to what well, anyone that's doing it and having a good time really i i don't try and emulate anyone because hmm. I I mean I I'll see things and go oh I could I can see how to make that work or I can take that and integrate it with what I'm doing but there's no one in particular no I mean I follow a few big names but I don't watch them for hours on end who who have you looked at in our scene although you've been in and out of watching people for a while mm. who have you been looking at at our scene and thinking like oh this this person's doing something different and you recommend people checking them out <laughs> besides me besides well, me when I we mean, have that sort of per- that sort of person we bring them on the show that's that's the whole point right so i mean if you basically look at almost everyone we've talked to mm. in the past um i would uh, i would recommend checking them out said that tim guy oh definitely not no <laughs> no no because no he's gone through a really cool evolution and, no, it's, um, it's funny um just to quickly interject here i was listening back to our first episode and in it i mentioned about how Tim was doing stuff I hadn't seen before, and it'd be interesting to see where he is in a year's time. Now he's doing like a complete—he's done a complete overhaul of his mm. channel, and he's doing talk show, yeah, a similar podcasting, but with actual celebrities and yeah. like John Campbell and yeah. King Capisi. It's like I knew it. There was something at that time that told me, and there's been a yeah. few people like that, and that I, and that I really respect because he's he's branching out and doing yeah. um doing something that he found not, his like niche. Yeah, not only is it kind of a niche, for example, it's he's enjoying it more. Yeah. And that's what that's the th- kind of thing I respect in any streamer. If they're doing something that they enjoy, and they're not just you know beating their head against a brick wall because it's supposed to be- make them successful, yeah. Um, then um, then I'm all for it, and I think it's really cool. And so that'd be like your advice then is like for streamers to just do what they find yeah. passionate and love, rather than chasing the numbers or yeah, the followers. Yeah. Because like for example, I was for quite a while I was a CF3 streamer, and I was doing really well at it, but I stopped having fun with it, so I stopped playing. Now, if I had just kept going with that anyway, um, I think I would have become less and less successful over time. Um, mm. And I would have hated myself. So <laughs> um, so I changed up. In fact, I stopped streaming entirely for quite a while. But um, yeah, if, if I, th- I think just people that are pushing things a little bit further and having fun with it, that's the people that I look up to. And, so what would your advice be for people that are wanting to get into comedy or filmmaking or Ooh. streaming? Like what, what's, what's one of the things that relates to all three areas? Um, just do it. Seriously. It's not. <laughs> just do it. Um, Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. It's, it's, it's actually, it's good advice. Um, I see slow, especially with things like filmmaking, I see people um, just going out and doing it and doing awesome stuff. Sure, some of it might be way lower quality than what I would do because I know better. But if I didn't know better, I'd probably be making more. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, um, I mean, educating yourself makes sense. Yes. But there, it does get to a point where you learn too much. You get a little jaded or 
um, a bit elitist, a bit elitist or, or, oh, I can't do this because I don't have, you know, good enough equipment to do what I want to do. Um, just if, but if you just do it anyway, then good things can, can come from that. Sounds like streaming as well. Some people get their way. They get the, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with like creative circles where people bounce ideas off, but sometimes those creative circles think they're better than anyone else. And they kind of distance themselves yeah. from either communities or, uh, doing stuff with other people or offering advice and then they yeah. kind of get jaded and then they wonder what's going wrong why are they losing their viewers or not as popular as they were it's like you shut yourselves off and we're just like stroking each other off so that's yeah. why you're losing popularity yeah. like you should be you... the way I see it and this is what I was taught in radio school is that there's always something to learn like you can never mm. you can never know everything there's always everything. someone that's going to know more than you and someone that's going to know less than mm-hmm. you so the best way to go about life for furthering your own craft is to listen to those that do know more than you while also paying attention to those that know less because there's a chance that the people that know less can teach you something that you don't know as yeah. well. So if you dismiss them just because they haven't got the qualifications or they haven't been doing it as long, you could be cutting off learning something from these people totally. that have spotted something that you haven't. Yeah, and then they're, everyone looks at things from their own perspective. So people come up with new ideas all the time. Um, I've found that in teaching, so I do, I do some, you know, I teach other editors how to do visual effects or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll often learn more while I'm teaching than I will while I'm trying to learn. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, which is beautiful. Um, and it's the one reason I would consider going into actual teaching is, um, but, um, but I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you've got to have an open mind at all times. Um, even if you're in a room full of, idiots someone can teach you something usually. Yeah. yeah well it's like um with my content creating stuff now because i was never huge on it because let's be real i was lazy um i've reached out to several people like you tim uh night gullum uh to name a few and just being self-teaching myself through like just trial and error like all right i'll download this media uh, movie maker and i'll start trying to use it okay this is confusing i'll try to watch a tutorial on youtube now I'll be like, hey, what do you recommend for this thing? And then they'll recommend me something. Then I'll just toddle around until I start getting some traction. It's very slow traction because I'm very old <laughs> and it's hard to remember everything. Oh, but-, but it's it's it kind of re-motivated me. Like it invigorated me to keep trying because yeah. I'm learning stuff that I didn't think I could learn because I was basically going, nah, that's too complicated for me to learn. And now, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm slowly learning it. YouTube is a fantastic resource. Basically, you can learn anything off there. Yeah, I was learning some good Japanese from YouTube. Yeah, I can't remember any of it now. So, but... uh, that that honestly, that's probably one of my biggest things of advice for anyone trying to learn anything. Look up, look it up. <laughs> Just go online and look it up. Um, I a lot of because I I have a lot of friends in like the TV and filmmaking community that want to stream as well because mm. they have you know the equipment and stuff. And they're always asking questions. It's like, dude, I just looked it up online. It's like, you don't need me to teach you because it's there. And that's how I learned anyway. So just go and look it up. Um, I still teach, I still tell them what they want to know, but... You point them in the direction. Yes, point them in the direction. And, and um, they might learn something you don't know. For example, um, D&D is another passion of mine yep. that, that we share. Obviously, we play yep, a lot of D&D. Yep, yep. And um, I want to do a D&D stream, so I've been watching other people's D&D streams, including, um, so I've been watching some Getting Dicey and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm just seeing little things where I'm like, okay, that's awesome, but I could fix this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and, and I'm sure that when I'm doing it, 
people will look at mine and go, oh, that's awesome, but I can fix this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so speaking of, just we'll wind down soon here, because um, we could be talking for hours. Mm. Two things I want to touch on. One is the D&D. We'll get to that last. Okay. You're being a bit of a, not a gym freak, but you're, uh. you're <laughs> since, since our older episodes, you've been looking after your body a lot more yeah. than you did back then. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what did you end up doing to make yourself um, a bit more healthier? Yeah, well, um, my since I was a teenager, my dad was having lots of health problems. So, um, and he passed away during lockdown. So they did, you know, he ended up dying young because of them. Um, so I've always had in the back of my mind, oh, I need to sort myself out at some point. So when I, when I turned 30, I took it more seriously. I went and got a barrage of tests done at the doctors, like um, blood tests and things, and found out that I was pre-diabetic and diabetes was one of the you know family problems that, that we have. So I deliberately um, fixed my diet in a big way at that point, completely cut out sugar for about three years. I don't think I had anything with any added sugar, sugar which was really hard, yeah, um, yeah. but I lost 20 kg. Um, and then, and then I plateaued and I stayed at a, at a level um, and I realized that I was still eating a lot of crap and, but I couldn't really get away with it, get away from it because um of the relationship i was in i was in a relationship with someone that that liked eating that crap and and found eating nothing but chicken and broccoli uh she found it really hard (laughs) if she had to have that more than more than two nights in a row all hell would break loose so um when we broke up I, i found that i was eating way better again and so i had more progress um and then i was like how can i step this up a notch so i did i sort of started stepping it up a notch um whenever i felt like I could um could cope with that uh so the first thing was um intermittent fasting which um is only eating which so I was only eating an eight power, eight hour windows every day so I usually did from like mid midday till 8 p.m I was allowed to eat whatever I wanted during that time yeah um and then because of that I was just getting fitter in general and so I could get in the gym way easier um and then it was just like, well, I've got I've got a barbell and um I've got yeah, I've got a barbell and some weights, so I'll just start doing squats with those. And um and it just it's just like little bits adding on all the time. So I don't have a gym membership. I did before um lockdown. Uh no, like before my breakup I had I had a gym membership when we went together, but just going to that the gym and being there on someone else's schedule didn't work for me. Right. Um I need to be able to just get up out of bed and do it. Um and do you think that's helped with your mental health as well then? Yes and no. Because <laughs> um, I know some people do do that to help with their mental health because of their self-image yeah, well, and self-worth. How does yeah. that work when you, you? When you're really down, I think it can work that way. Like I I do think for a period of, of my, my most intense working out, I think I did hate myself at the time. Yeah. I think I was actually in the depths of depression. And, I, um, and so I hated myself so much I kind of needed to do something to relieve some of that hatred, I guess, and um, and make give myself some self worth, and it did work for that. But as soon as you get that self worth, the motivation the motivation for me kind of went away a bit. So keeping it up after that was really hard, um, and I did end up injuring myself um, while doing an overhead press um, with the barbell. I hit the ceiling and and uh, <laughs> and damaged my shoulder pretty badly. Um, so I had to stop for quite a while. And since then, getting back into it has been a bit harder. Now, now I'll you know, I don't work out as hard and I don't or as often, but it's much more consistent. Right. So when I do have time off from it, it's only a day or two at a time. It's not weeks on end. 
So um, it has become easier in a certain way. But, you, you know, when your body changes, everything kind of changes. Yeah. Um, I don't have to work out as much now as I did then because my body's in a better place anyway. Mm. So my body burns more energy. Um, I I transfer, like, on the scientific level, I transfer oxygen to my cells much, much easier so I don't get puffed anywhere near as easy. I can go for much, much longer doing anything. Mm. Um, and my heart rate doesn't go as high as it used to and all that sort of thing just because my body's in better condition. So yeah. it is worth doing if you, if you can. So going from a really active thing, D&D. Mm. You've been doing it for years. I remember I only really got into it after watching Critical Role and then wanting to do it. And then I ran a couple one shots with a group of friends and then eventually ran a one shot for you. And then I tried to do a campaign, which was abysmal because I was trying to learn while reading a book that didn't teach you properly. <laughs> you didn't, it wasn't abysmal. There were just some um, moments. <laughs> yeah. Because of the, the book, uh, The Lost Minds of... Found ever. It's great. It's really good to introduce people, but you really need to read ahead a lot and double yeah. check everything if you're the DM because there's some parts where it doesn't fill the right amount of information. And like one particular reason, I'm gonna, the D&D guys are going to be in my DMs after this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read it perfectly. But there was one part where I was describing a room. And so it was describing a room, but the room described did not look like anything on the map. Yeah. It was completely different. So I was arguing with my players. And then Mostly it took me. Yeah, and then it took me a second <laughs> to realize, hold on, the reason they're so confused is because the map I've drawn does not resemble what is written here, and yeah. now they're confused. So for people that don't know, Dungeons & Dragons, it'll give you, in the official modules, it'll give you a bit to read the players, and that bit that you read to the players was contrary to what was drawn on the map, but what was drawn on the map, you had translated perfectly from their map. Yeah. But the but the box of text. So I'm going. So where is this thing? Like, so I'm just asking these questions because I'm like, I can't. I, this I can't doesn't see. compute. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I'm getting heated about it because I'm like, you're contradicting yourself. What are you doing? And then, and you're like, but I'm reading the book. <laughs> I literally like turned the book around. Look, read it. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm reading it too. It doesn't make sense. And then, and then we and both then, stopped and, and we were just like. Uh, Wait, the book's wrong. <laughs> the book's wrong. It's tearing us apart, Lisa. <laughs> and that was like that was a really good formative moment, though. I think that. Um, but that's a good thing about the indie, though. It's like everyone. It's kind of like streaming. Everyone brings their own flavor and knowledge, yeah, and yeah, it can yeah. cause issues. Yeah. But at the same time, you're always learning something. Yeah. That brings up a really good point, though. So, um, with that, in terms of my stream of how I want to do D and D streaming, is um. On Monday, I'm starting a game with you guys to yep. DM for um, Descent into Avernus, which is uh, the Baldur's Gate module for um, for the, the, the for D and D Five E. It's recently come; it's one of the last books that came out. Um, and I want to run it for you guys and another group, and then stream it. So I would have DM'd it tw- any oh, particular yeah. part of it twice before I actually stream it, because knowing the content will make it because. Running a stream and DMing, it's got to be so att- hard. You got to pay attention. To I really things. respect people that can like so like Matt Mercer doesn't even do it right. No. He has other. He has a team of people behind him running the actual stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, None of the players look at the stream at all. Or sometimes they'll bring it up just yeah, for shits yeah. and giggles, but they never look at the stream. Exactly. Whereas um, us as you know, much smaller independent creators, we have to run the stream ourselves while DMing. So, um, so my my goal is run one or two one shots with you guys as players, but then my other one obviously would have to be other players because you guys would already know all the content. It would be a bit, a bit lame. Because some of us can feign 
ignorance, while others will deliberately say, are you sure this person doesn't have any loot on them? Grady Hooker. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of the where I want to go with that. Um, so I want to be, you know, well-versed in the campaign that I'm running before doing it. Yeah. One-shots are a bit different because you make up most of it at the time anyway. Um, uh, so we will do some one-shots soon, I'm sure. But I've already started designing all the um, stream layouts and everything, and it, I think it's looking pretty cool. Step Shit. <laughs> Sneeze button. <laughs> it's Grady getting back at me. Oh. <laughs> so for context for that Grady comment, <laughs> during one of our sessions, when I was running it as the DM, I was like, he's like, oh, I investigate all, all these boats. I'm like, yeah, they only have gold on them. Because I was trying to speed it along. He's like, are you sure they only have gold on them? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. You might want to double check the book. I'm like, hold on. How do you know what they've got on them? Like, apparently this is your first time playing. How do you know what they've got? And then sure enough, they had like a potion or something. I'm like, this guy reading ahead of yeah. us. Yeah. So so when I play, uh, so Sam and Grady have been DMing for us and a bunch of us like Symptomancer and uh, Lollaboo and a few others. Um, I don't like reading the modules or anything unless i'm going to be the dm i want to be completely oh, blind so i don't know what decisions can lead mm. into what so we recently did a um what was it called adventures guild yeah and i was a kobold warlock in it and i had a lot of fun sadly he didn't make it to the final episode he died the episode before he went with a blaze of glory the only player character to die it always happens to my characters <laughs> and i asked to die yeah i said before the session I don't like this character I'm playing. Can we please kill him? And I ended up with the most health at the end of the session. It's always It always happens to my characters, because I think what it is is I don't think of, like, the consequences as me as a player. I think about what would my character do. Mm. Well, some people... And there's no wrong or right way to play D&D. Well, that's debatable, I guess. Mm. A lot of people um, think about stuff outside of the game when controlling their character, Meanwhile, what I like to personally do is act as what that character yeah. would do. So if my character dies, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't want to retcon anything or I don't want to be cautious knowing that it could die. Yeah. Like that um like that moment where just recently we were in a xenophobic town and obviously kobolds are very hated uh worldwide. <laughs> so we were in outfits <laughs> and I acted as Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Our whole group named themselves after Shrek characters after me for some reason <laughs> anyway i went down this uh passageway and there were three guards there and my entire concept was this could really get me effed up but i'm gonna try charm one of the guards to let this poor person go and it worked out but at the same time you know some people would be hesitant on trying something like yeah, that wasting a spell slot or whatever about wasting a spell slot or yeah. they'd think oh there might be a bigger battle coming up. I don't want to. Uh, don't want to risk getting hurt now. Yada yeah. yada. Well, like you said, there's there's no right or wrong yeah. way to do it. Um, so some people play the game like it's a game. Yeah. That you need to win, and other people play it like it's a play, like you're just playing, mm. not like it's a game. So, um, which I think is, I do a combination. I have to admit, I do. I do like to win, but um, <laughs> and 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 because I've a higher than average probably understanding of the rules. And how all the mechanics work, um, I can usually leverage that to my advantage. But um, but yes, doing what the character would do. There's so much fun in that, and and none of it's to be won because you're just telling a story. Yeah. If if your character dies, that's just part of the story. You run with it. Do something fun. Um, it's it's like improv, basically. That's yeah. basically what the indie is. It's improv. And again, I'm not shitting on people that do take into consideration 
mechanics and stuff. Like, I won't lie. I knew that Grady's one of the bosses went invisible. So I'm like, I'm going to take fairy fire for this guy because <laughs> I know I can outline him if it works. I totally did that. But in, but in the game... But we knew that. And in, your character would know that. In the game, yeah. it made sense because he would have been informed of these... Well, because um, you had already seen that guy disappear. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was another day after that. Well, yeah, so that character didn't, but the thieves guild that we were work that my character that was introduced was working for would have been aware yes. of it since the previous yes. event. Yes, yes. You would have so I made it make been. sense, although yeah. it was kind of cheap. And Grady was obviously pissed off when it happened too. <laughs> so what Fairy Fire does is it outlines anyone, even if they're invisible. And because Grady's boss creature could go invisible, it basically made him almost useless in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Like he was still strong, but we could all hit him no matter what. And so he was like, you son of a bitch. I was like, ah, <laughs> it's a totally the sort of thing he does as a player. So I would not, not, uh, I, I don't think there's going to be any grudge there, but I, yeah. I do. I do love that. That's one thing I love about the indie is the storytelling aspect. And when I play it, I just, I, I completely act as my character and I, I don't shit on people that don't do that. I just find it so much fun to just be like, yo, not YOLO, but you know, just like try, be consistent with what your character's doing. Mm. And for anyone that's trying to get into D&D, you don't have to be that way. D&D's really, a really good learning tool on not only drama elements, but storytelling mm-hmm. and uh, gameplay and math. Like, it it seems very overwhelming at first, oh, but totally. once you get into it, it's You only need really to really easy. be into one of the elements of it to yeah. end up clicking with it. Because things like math, other players can help you with that. Yep. Um, There's apps that can do it for you as yep. well. Even roleplay, other char- other people can help you with it. Or yep. you can choose to roleplay a character who is very um, go with the flow and just does what everyone else tells them to. That can't. That is a character type. There yep. are people like that. That's not a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you and if you're interested in it, and but like thinking, what is this thing? There's heaps of cool live streams um, that you can watch of it, um, and. You can just jump into the middle of them, and I, I think, and and have a good time. Yeah. Um, it, t- it, can, it might take ten minutes to get into it, um, to you know get your head into it, but it's only ten minutes, and once you do, you've got basically an infinite n- amount of entertainment at your fingertips. <laughs> Critical Role for me is overwhelming because there's like a hundred episodes of season two, right? Yeah, the first season has even more than that already. Um, so there's he- like I'm never going to get through all that. No. Um, but it's good to have it. But if you think about it, when you're playing, four hours seems like an hour. Oh, totally. So, like, if you were the critical role players, it wouldn't feel like it's a four-hour episode. No. But when you're watching someone else play, it can feel... So I've DM'd for eight hours once, and that drained the fuck out of me. I was so tired after... Fucking that one shot you did where we were sewn butt to butt where our characters were sewn butt to <laughs> well, butt. Well, that was after a long day already. Yeah. And um and some of us were drinking and it was, it was like 2 a.m. when we finished. <laughs> I was just like, can we just get killed, please? I want to go home. Anyway, I think that's enough about we're gonna yeah. we could talk that could be a whole nother podcast. It will be. D&D. It will be. So yeah. is there anything you want to say to your friends and followers and haters before we <laughs> before we move on to the smaller subjects? Uh no. I, I, no. no. All right. Well, I, I get my voice out there enough. Let's go straight into this one. It's classic. Oh, so annoying. I don't know if I have one off my head. Yeah, I didn't prepare one. We should talk about this uh, earlier. What, who is running this goddamn show? So what I hate is when I'm walking on a footpath, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not again! <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. I'm kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> I hate when people, um, when you ask them, their pet peeves 
in this format when we do it i hate asking people their pet peeves and they come up with one like that that you're about to do to them that has nothing to do with the subjects at hand that's that's my pet peeve my that's pet, happened so many times my pet peeve is people that only post gym selfies on their uh twitter and instagram no, they, i post way more than gym selfies no no no, no. i'm not, I'm not <laughs> dude. no we've got over that before oh, i'm kidding i don't yeah. actually i don't actually get annoyed if anything i just mute certain words like gym <laughs> But then I don't see any Pokemon posts. Yeah, there's need, a Pokemon, Pokemon gym. Posts, I need my Pokemon right? gym posts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, <laughs> serious pet peeves. Um, <sighs> COVID-19 is a serious pet peeve. That fucked up a lot of things. Oh, dude. <laughs> don't get me started on that one. All my cancelled concerts, my cancelled wedding. Yeah, my pet peeve's COVID. I'm glad yeah. it's it's not cured over here. Obviously, there's still going to be uh, little fears popping up now and then, but... Mm. No, okay, my current pet peeve with COVID is the people that keep breaking out of the yeah, yeah, managed yeah. isolation to go to the dairy or some shit. What the fuck? There was another guy like today or yesterday. Yeah, from Hamilton, right? That cut, yeah, in Hamilton. That cut the cable ties that were holding the fence up to get in and out. My biggest pet peeve about fuck? that is not only that, but politicians who then sit on that information and use it to be like, I'm going to win some votes at <laughs> this election because I knew oh. this, but I'm going to get sick and die and then I'm going to get elected. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, I'll send the herd and then I can get more people voting. Oh my God. No. Okay. So now there's been some good news today. Oh. Um, Jian Jiang, I think is his name. Oh yeah. The has, secret. The, the uh, CCP uh, spy uh, that's a national has quit today. Good. So not not yet as effective of the next election, but um, but I think the whole reason of that is Nationals not going to get enough seats to put them in anyway. So may as well may as well cut you. Oh, it's because it's because of their multiple representation on the front bench. You know, the first oh, fourteen people. Jesus, it's now the first twelve people. Oh yeah. Why did Shane really get moved up? Uh, no. Uh, uh, yes, he did. He got moved up to seventeen. No. Uh, uh, Simon Bridges got moved up to thirteen. What 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 other races Bridges? He's married. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. actually know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, he's um, he's he's number thirteen now, which is great. I, it, we gotta get go into politics a little bit here. Sorry, guys, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, <are we? laughs> but um, but no, um, I I I I have always had a bit of a disliking for Simon Bridges. I thought felt like he's always been ill fitting in his in his role as leader of that party, but um, since he's been replaced, I just keep finding reasons to like him. And it's really, it's really weird for me to feel that way, especially think, about a national do you think member. But you think he's not capable of leading, but oh, totally. he is a good politician. Well, he's always been a, you know, a good, 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 and politician. A kind of hard, hard words for me to put together. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the fact that um, he wants to do a good job, his heart is in the right place in terms of he wants to be good at what he's doing. He's just uh, good at the wrong parts of it. But he, what he really wanted was the um, foreign affairs portfolio. And he kind of just went out and started doing some foreign affairs stuff, just in his capacity as mm. Simon Bridges MP. And, um, and now he's been given that portfolio. And he looks so happy. And he's mu- so much of a nicer guy when he looks happy. When he looked like he um, had just uh, licked a lemon that's been up someone's asshole, that was the look he had on his, on his face all of the time before. And now he's always smiling. Yeah, it's beautiful. Could be also because finally Paula Bennett's gone. Well, yeah, but then we have still got Collins in there, so I mean, it's like yeah, yeah. Mm. She she's already like oh don't get no no let's not get stuck too started. <laughs> but this is our pet peeves the yeah. the current political <laughs> the, the national political... party in general in New Zealand. Is yeah, yeah. Do we have any questions about roads? 
No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving along. Hello, what are you wearing? I'd like to try it on. Oh, let's start here. You can start. All right, so uh, this jacket that I barely take off these days, uh, I saw it at Farmers, and I just had to have it. Do you ever have that moment when you're, like, shopping and you see something and you just have to have it? Yeah, it's like pop finals for me. Yeah. I shouldn't so, have it, but then I just go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that. Um, so I got this jacket and, and I hardly ever take it off. And then I'm actually wearing, as under this, is a a sleeveless T-shirt. What's that your, um, I'll be, what's the, so is there any pictures on the T-shirt underneath the jacket? So, sort of. So, it's, it so, says high seas, and it's a it's a pirate with red eyes, like a skeleton pirate that's obviously stoned. Oh, um, I haven't been stoned in a while, uh, so <laughs> so it's not that's not like my my uh, that's not why I got this. It was more just because it was the right type. So it's a sleeveless thing. So when you be wearing to, sleeveless when it's fucking freezing? Well, as soon as I get you onto the bus to go to work and I get back, I'm gonna be doing weights. So. It was like it was like uh, four degrees last night, mm. and we have like hop. Electric blankets, and we had it on full board. And I was still cold. Yeah. So I literally, in fact, I'm probably sleeping in the uh, wearing the pants that I was sleeping in. Like I was that cold. <laughs> wow. I'll just stink out the retail room. It's fine. Yeah, what yeah. about your pants and your shoes here? No, uh, my pants are just nice pants. I bought uh, my shoes. <laughs> just nice. They're pants. just nice pants. They're just my nice. <laughs> they're my nice black pants that I can wear yeah, yeah, formal yeah, or, yeah. or casual. These shoes. These are ball box of shoes. They've got this like cool zip down the side, so I don't have to fucking tie them up and stuff. Oh, I was gonna say, why would but they put a why would up. they put a pocket in your shoes unless um, you're like trying to sheath a knife or something? No, I'm really happy with these shoes. They're from um the merchant. Um, how much were they? I oh, like 250. Yay, yay! But buying these got me like money off another pair, so I got these and like a real formal pair, um, which got me like the formal pair for like half price, which was the same price again. So it was a lot of money, but it was retail therapy. After my dad died. So, okay, okay. That's so fine. it was like I, I needed new shoes for the funeral. So the formal ones from that, but they're actually, but they're still good enough for me to wear to work and stuff, which usually I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, people want to see them. Um, obviously, this is an audio po- podcast, but we're currently um, uh, recording this as well. You need one of those like rotating um, disc things that you can just plop it I on. I really want one. I want one big enough to stand on, so you can, <laughs> so you can do the turning around thing. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I was watching uh, Kadikaris's YouTube, and I noticed that he has one for when he's showing off the game cases. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god, that would be so good for like my pop vinyls if I did like a totally. pop vinyl every like week. Yeah, yeah. So one that's just big enough to stand on, but also you could do stuff like that. The so one like I really a... want is the one from Shooting Stars. Did you ever watch that show? No, it's one of those British panel shows, but it's mu- but it's absurdist stuff. It's um, Reeves and Mortimer. Um, I think I've heard of it, but I don't think so I've good. Seen but it. it's the start of that show. Every time the guests are on one of those, and they kind of stand there with a dumbfounded look on their face, and they spin around, and they're all celebrities. And the, the I was always like a... stupid about it. But then um, there's a star on it as well, and I just I just really want. I was always <laughs> like a never mind the Buzzcocks or nine yeah. out of ten cats or it's, countdown. It's that like type of stuff. taking the piss out of those and, shows to a degree. What does it mock the week and all yeah. that type of stuff? But both Reeves and Mortimer are often on those shows. Yeah. Yeah, and all the people that are usually on those shows come on their shows. So, yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, as for me, I'm wearing my big ass jacket that I got from Invercargill uh, when I went down there because I didn't take enough warm clothes that that trip. <laughs> and then my cousin's like, "No, you're literally going to freeze if you don't get one." I think it was from Kmart. From Kmart. I don't know. If my cousin will listen to this, but that's how we <laughs> that's how we call Kmart. 
Um, it's really thick and nice. Uh, this one I've got. Somebody say Scoop Slam t-shirts, a wrestling t-shirt. Uh, a lot of my t-shirts have been thrown out due to recent controversies with the wrestlers or <laughs> uh, just being left in the washroom and getting moldy. So, so just... basically we have to stick to the wrestlers that have kind of quit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's the Christmas theme one. That's why it's like green and pink. And it has like stuff on it. I don't know. There's like a moustache. That was Big Fuck, right? Huh? That was that was, that was Big one. Mike. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And my pants are the same type of pants that I've always worn on these podcasts, but not the but same the pair. Ones. Yeah, they're new versions. Woo! And then I got some socks. They're just black socks. And then my shoes don't have anything fancy on them, but they're also not the same shoes that I used to wear. It, oh, that's the sole of the shoe. There you go. There you go. I'm pretty flexible. So those are my clothes. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else we can do. I mean, I guess we can do this. Well, you've probably done cooler things this week than I have. Uh, so, yeah, Monday we did D&D. Um, but the most important one is last night we did our charity stream for the NAACP organization uh, on behalf of New Zealand Streams and Serena Lau. Uh, we raised, in my stream, in total, I think up to my stream, we raised about 600 US dollars. Then during my stream, we raised, I can't remember the conversion rate. So it was like 480 US, US dollars. dollars, which translates to about 700 and something yeah. New Zealand dollars. So I honestly didn't expect to even raise $700 in my stream alone, just because I didn't didn't think my reach was that good. But the amazing... <laughs> how, how many hours were you streaming for? From seven to midnight. So five? Five hours? Five. See, I made 450 in about an hour and a half when I did a charity stream. So you could do better. I just hit him. I hit him in the face for anyone listening to the podcast. Uh, but no, um, huge shout outs to not only the organizers, but the fellow streamers, Blame the Robots, Particulous, Man Cave, uh, uh, AK. I, can't, I can never remember his full name. Uh, Nautelica's on tonight. Well, it won't be tonight when you hear the podcast, but tonight if you're watching the stream version of it, yeah. um, Wolf Gaming and Zed is on uh, Saturday. So we've already passed $1,070. Or, yeah, it's 1070 I think, right now, 71 so it'll be amazing to see what that finally ends up on. Thank you again for everyone that donated. I now have to shave my beard into whatever people choose. And then also my hair. I also have to cosplay as Renoa and sing Eyes on Me from Final Fantasy VIII. I have to cosplay as Pain while playing Final Fantasy X too. I ate wheat bix on stream with butter and sweet chili. That was not pleasant at all. <laughs> and garlic bread. I dipped garlic bread into the wheat bix and that was an experience. That's on my channel if you want to see a clip of that. Um, what else did I have to do? I have to do a six-hour triple triad stream and a six-hour blitzball stream at some point. A makeup stream at some point when I've never used makeup in my life. And also a Just Dance stream eventually. So everyone that donated has wow. caused that to happen. So that was a good thing that happened to... I don't know if that's a good thing to happen to me, but that's a good thing I helped contribute to this well, week. If you want, if you want, I'm just going to put this offer out there now. If you want help with the makeup stream, mm-hmm. I'm happy to come around and be on your stream and help you out with your makeup. All right. Well, for, well I, I did say stuff or makeup as well, but but you can practice on me before you're doing your own. I did say stuff. I have to do it, like apply it myself. But yeah, yeah. I so need you, people to tell me that's mascara, that's not lipstick. Because so, you never so know. I know that stuff. I might I be know, like I, going, know the, I know the very very basics because I've always been around that stuff and 
theater and stuff and and uh, the my, most my I've, as a makeup artist and and stuff but i i could sit there and do it with you the most i've ever done is foundation for like stage musicals yeah. and like the uh, eyeliner stuff because that's when the light hits you it makes your oh, eyes yeah, stand yeah, yeah, out yeah. more whatever it is yeah um and i also need to eventually do a 1000 follower stream because since our last podcast we've now almost hit 1200 followers Ooh. which is absolutely insane so again thank you everyone from the bottom of my heart for that uh we do need to do a thousand follower stream and night gullum and i have been planning something she's going to do like a proper special effects makeup for me that's cool and then i play a game while in the makeup she's so, really good at that stuff so that'll be awesome so that'll be something we do further down the track so those are the things that are currently coming your way from my neck of the woods what about you anything you uh, you did a nice little tie fighter stream. I, I mean there's some <laughs> like streaming stuff uh, getting back into streaming and in itself was cool but um I finally made a TikTok account. Only to realize that China is using it to spy on people. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, I'm not, I'm all right with that. They're spying on us anyway. They're going to find that, well. they're going to find that video from your school. If I'm going to, your film school years. <laughs> and they're going to leak it. Yeah, yeah. They're going to leak it to the world now. Yeah, no, um, no, if I'm going to be spied on, I may as well have fun while doing it, right? And, um, yeah, you're gonna I'm watch me. You're gonna watch me, are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The amount of work, amount of uh, like unsolicited masturbation videos there's got to be of everyone out there is insane. Anyway, uh, it's <laughs> got a literal. No, spank the reason bank. I bring it up is uh, is more because um, Nortalica has been doing really well on there. Yeah, and yeah. We just brought him up with with the charity stream tonight. Um, I spent this morning just going through a bunch of his, his TikToks because he's got so much content on there now and. Some of it's so good. Yeah, the so cooking amazing. stuff. It's so yeah, great. So, so make sure you check out Nortelica, N-O-R-T-A-L-L-I-C-A on TikTok. And wow. he's also got a Twitch. I, I had no idea if that was accurate. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah this, I'm hearing through right now. Yeah, thank you. That was correct. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah definitely check him out. He does some really cool um, cooking videos, but also he's done some, I think he's done some Mary Language stuff. Yeah, his, and... um, his stream tonight, uh, for the Black Lives Matter protest stuff is going to be focusing on living as a minority in New Zealand. So mm. if you want to hear about that type of stuff from the the mouth of babes. <laughs> and we've, we've had him on the podcast before. So do look, um, do look that episode up. If you during the road, trip. if this sounds, if this sounds interesting to you and I do plan on having him on again, because that was all before the TikTok explosion. Oh yeah. And we need him now that he's got all the reps oh, so we no. can get the views. <laughs> he's from all, it. He yes. Was, he was already one of my favorite, one of my favorite guests. Um, he's, he's the poo bitches. Of, <laughs> the poo bitches. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite people. Um, so I'd love to have him on again. Yeah. I, I think we need, we need, we need a lot of people that we need to catch back up with and also yeah. future people. There's quite a lot of people that I want to get on. I want to get Maha on. I want to get Naughty, Dotty, Naughty and Dotty. Oh, uh there's so many people that are now like killing it i'd love to get tess on and rubik's yeah, maybe definitely. even together definitely i don't know well, no could... no okay and the reason we don't want to have them on together but we could have them fighting and no, then we could take no, sides. no 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 ryan, ryan 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 you don't understand when i i've had my ex on the show and and the one other time we've had a couple on the show everything has gone terribly but i'm not, not your... on the podcast I mean, oh. personally, in real life after. No, no, no. You know what that was? That was me saying, oh, rule of three during that Armageddon weekend <laughs> because there were already two breakups and I was going, oh, it's always a rule of three. There's always a third breakup and yeah, then yeah, your no. one happened like no, right we're not. we're not having couples on the show ever again. That's, that is a <laughs> promise. But we've had you and Tim on it like three times. Yeah, and look at that. We've had that's so many true. falling out. That's true, yeah. No way. No, you didn't it's not give you it. a reach around that one time and yeah, just went to shit. Yeah, it ruined it. I mean, ugh. 
It's like, <laughs> I mean, I was reaching back. No. Um, <laughs> no, I said blow. God. <laughs> um, so, no, we're not going to have couples on. I will have Rubik's and Tess on separately. Okay, okay. That's I fair. do love those two. That's fair. Great. We need to get foxes on because we only had them on the stage one and then we lost. Actually, no, we had an, we had an, shit. Um, they, they were um, the first episode of last season. I can't even remember the first episode of last season. Yeah, that was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. We already made up for that that kerfuffle. Um, That's right, because we were giving you shit for deleting the coverage. Exactly, exactly. Well, it didn't. It never existed. Technically, I pressed the record button twice, Uh so I recorded and then stopped recording. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh Um, That's. Are we gonna set any homework? I don't know. We can try. We'll just push the button for shits and giggles. Did you do your homework? My homework before the next episode is I have to shave my beard into whatever people choose. Right now, I think moustache is leading on the poll. So that'll be what I'll be doing. Yeah. So whatever you guys want, if you want me to have some pork chops like this. Oh, that doesn't look too bad. Have some mercy. That's because you're covering your mouth. Uh, then there's like <laughs> I could have the hand, the Lemmy the Lemmy from Motorhead had the moustache I'm kind of keen on the Lemmy I'm kind of keen on the Lemmy I get rid of this just have the goatee oh because you, you you're kind of partial to the chops right and I'm partial to the handlebars and the combination of those two is the Lemmy oh god it's great <laughs> sorry uh, podcast listeners I was just shit talking Grady earlier and he has appeared <laughs> in the chat um, or they could just be like the handlebar I can't really hide that you know well, yeah, so that that's your homework. My homework, I'm going to, so people watching right now will notice that this is just, all this is at the moment is just a camera on the two of us with the Hesa logo down the bottom. I'm going to set this up better so we can do more remote interviews. Now, on the subject of remote interviews, um, I don't want the whole podcast to be that. Um, I really enjoy the in-person um, aspect of this. So remote podcasts will be either... They'll either be bonus episodes or there'll be no more than one every week, like one in a row. So every every time we do a remote podcast with someone from a faraway location, the next one has to be in person. Okay. That's just a rule I'm setting for myself is because it's this is what I enjoy about it. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's my homework, which is nice and easy homework. But now that we are done with all of that stuff, do we have any... Any, Any questions, questions from the chat? From the chat. Any questions at all? No, I'm not going to England. Your your country's a complete shambles right now. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, uh, Jamie. Uh, no, it's not sorry. I'm thankful that Jamie for um for your messages during during the stream to let people know that we'll be taking questions at the end. Games I'm looking forward to this year: Baldur's Gate three, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines two, and Cyberpunk 2077 are my top. Three games I thought that, that was coming out next year now, Cyberpunk. Uh, no, it got pushed back, but still this year. Um, I'm looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima. I think that looks really good. Um, I believe Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles just got a remaster. It's a different... It's a new game. It's a new game. Yeah. I do want to give a look into that, and I really want to play Crash Bandicoot 4, but I don't know if that comes out this year or next year. Cyberpunk, I'm still not uh, sold on it. Um... I'm trying to think of what else is coming out this year that didn't get pushed back. Because <laughs> quite a lot of things were coming out and then COVID put a spanner in the works. So. Yeah. Uh, how do you inject data into a Flask-based web server to extract secret flag data? 
Uh, Ryan, I'll let you handle this one. Uh, so what you do is you get a needle about five inches long, attach a USB port to the back of it, and then what you want to do is jab it into your computer and hope that you can pull the flag out from inside of it. That is not at all how you do that. Uh, you left it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Top three music bands. For me, uh, Linkin Park, Nirvana, Offspring, probably. I don't have a top three. So for many years, my music tastes were dictated for me by my ex, who was very controlling. Uh, <laughs> um, I wasn't allowed to listen to a lot of music, so uh, and and I've been catching up lately on a lot of different stuff, so I can't narrow it down. I can't it it down. always changes for me. Like It's kind of like my top wrestlers and my top games and stuff. Like There will always be a couple that move around depending on my mood. Like Michael Jackson will be in my top three every now and then. Um Pentatonics or uh, Lindsey Sterling can be in my top three. Uh, stuff like Rage Against the Machine or um, Dr. Dre can be in my top three. It, it's like always rotating. But Linkin Park will always be number one just because they basically saved my life. So I will say that one. none of those are ever in my top three. Yeah, that's that's fair. You're like yeah. you like like Ailstorm and stuff. I've seen oh, and oh, per 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 trader. Okay, I can probably I can probably narrow it down if I talk about live gigs I've been to. And yes, Perturbata and and Ailstorm are both there. Those are probably in my top top three live gigs you've been to. Those those two in Ramstein. Okay, you've had a better selection. I would yeah. say <laughs> I would say Lincoln Park, Twenty One Pilots, and I'm not even a huge Twenty One Pilots uh, fan. Like when I went and saw them, I didn't know shit about them, but I was just yeah. like, "Holy fuck!" They go into the crowd and everything. Oh fuck! <laughs> um, it's amazing some of the tricks bands can do to wow people that haven't been to many live gigs. Eminem was fucking incredible. Excuse oh, I bet. my language. Eminem was amazing. Like that was that was something special. Shoutouts to Gabby for that. That was a great time. <laughs> Why does anything exist? In the beginning, there was nothing. How did something come from nothing? Well, Mima, <sighs> there are so many different answers to that. The go- I think the, the 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 what are they called? I can't remember what they called them. Well, the gods, <laughs> the titans. Well, no, they called something else. The, the 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 oh my god, what are they called? The titans. No, there's something above the titans. Some, something created the titans, but oh. I can't remember what the thing is called. It's like the Anyway, um, basically, Zeus and uh, <laughs> Ra, Zeus, Ra, and um, who's the Norse? Uh, the who am I missing? There's Egyptian. Oh, Greek. No, Norse. Oh, Thor. No, Odin. Of Odin. Odin, Ra, and Zeus got together, had a three-way orgy, and then their orgasms. Whoa. Splattered across the universe. I would pay to see that. <laughs> making the planets that we know it today. A pop of the week. Oh. So like uh his favorite pop vinyl pop. each week. I could do that. I I don't I'm not one of those collectors that won't take them out of the box. Yeah, yeah. My pop of this week would be uh my Nancy from the uh, the craft because I'm a huge Fraser Bulk fan. I think she's hot. I love she her is. aesthetic. I she wasn't hot in this movie, but I do really want to watch uh, Return to Oz again. Yeah, she's okay in Little Nick. Uh, little Nicky, fucking <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Waterboy, Waterboy. She's in. Um, so that would be my pop of the uh, week because it's one of my favorite actresses and she's amazing. And I really like the craft. That was when I was into my gothic phase, and I liked what. 
I don't believe in supernatural stuff now, but back then I did believe in all that witchcraft type yeah. stuff. No offense to anyone that's into witchcraft or astrology or supernatural stuff. I don't believe in any of that. I'm a very much a, I have to see it to believe it type of person when it comes to that stuff. See, I, I think there's some things are fun to believe in. And I think that's the why religion and all that sort of thing exists, because it's it's fun and comforting to believe in those things. Whether they're real or not, um, believing in them can have validity if it helps you in some way. Yeah, if, if it helps people like find guidance and makes them happy and they don't make all their life decisions based on it, then by all means, go for it. Like, yeah. my flat loves doing tarot cards. and <laughs> The way you just said tarot cards... <sighs> tarot cards well because it's like okay here's my here's my thought about tarot cards and this isn't a jab at anyone that likes them my thought about tarot cards is you can literally get them to say whatever the fuck you want them to say because it's whatever's in your mind when you're reading them you're going to immediately think that's what it's Mm. relating to Mm. so no matter what card you pull you're going to find it in a way to associate with what you're going through therefore the cards aren't telling you shit. It's your head telling you shit and mm-hmm. you're just putting it to an image. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of tarot cards. But there's so many people that swear by it that their whole life is guided by these tarot cards. It's like, no, you're just literally putting your inner thoughts into a visual representation of it. But hey, if it makes you happy and it helps you come up with decisions, by all means, go for it. But that's that's what I, it's like a Ouija board. Ouija boards don't work. The Ouija boards only work because you think they're working. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Again, I'm not ragging on people that do. That's just my personal belief of those things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Luigi, <laughs> Luigi <laughs> bombs. <laughs> I'm going to get home, and my whole flat's just going to be staring at me with, like, knives going... You're not watching this. But they'll know from reading the cards that you're saying about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah it reminds they draw a card. The fool. Damn I don't, it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't recommend hitting anyone. Uh. <laughs> um, have you seen that video where this guy is like, I went into this um, palm reader's hand and uh, palm reader's um, store and slapped her, and she seemed so surprised that she called the cops. I don't understand. Surely she would have seen that coming. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's obviously a joke, but... <laughs> no, a Ouija board. O-U-I-G... That's how you actually pronounce it. It's Ouija board or... E- Ouija board. Yep. It looks like a Ouija board, but it's Ouija board. I'm going to walk... I'm going to walk into my front of my house after midnight tonight, and it's just going to be like this satanic circle right on the steps as I walk in. Yeah. And then I'm just going to fucking, like, get sacrificed to a, for a goat or something. Yeah. Or yeah. another cat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe Ryan just had a bad horoscope. Yeah, fuck you, Taurus is on, stop it! Taurus is on! My reading this morning was, I will be a better speedrunner than Synth. Why would that be? Uh, see, this is just this, this what you were thinking when you looked at the cards. Exactly, I saw a card of... A short man with purple hair hanging upside down with a clock underneath him. And I was like, ha! It means I'm going to beat... I think that that card is called the legend. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was the hanged man. Actually, no, because that would have been the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 No, I can't do what Synth does. Synth's a god among men when it comes to speedrunning. I... Yeah, speedrunning... 
because I play a lot of retro games. Just yeah, you could do some speed running. You play a lot of old school shit. Yeah, but I'm not fast at them. You're not fast at anything. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> true. Hey. True. Uh, no, it's only when I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> it doesn't help that this is like it's not like a li- it's not like a yeah, smooth yeah. liquid. It's yeah. kind of like a. Yeah. Textural oh. liquid, and you're talking about finishing. Uh, oh, it's like, uh, uh. although if you're finishing, it looks like this. You might need to go see a doctor. Oh, see, mine has looked like that. Oh, fuck! Now I don't want to drink this. I had cancer at the time. Come on. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Mmm, cancer in a bottle. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> Maybe that's a story for another time. Please, Sam, talk in the podcast about your cancer. Yeah, sure. Uh... <laughs> Her name was... Oh, no, no. It was for all that. Uh... That's where I put my pee bottle. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, top three energy drinks. Chat, go. Ooh. When you did energy drinks, what would what, what would your three be? Uh... When I did them, and it was really, really bad for me. They took this one off the market because I believe it had way too much sugar in it. But uh, Demon Killer Cola, love that stuff. Let's have a look. Uh, then I would go. Then I go like Monster Ultra White, whatever it's called. And and technically, this one that I'm drinking right now is an energy drink, but it's a kombucha energy. That's that's that is my favorite. Those ones. Simph, are you, like, sponsored by Red Bull? Are you one of the people that sabotaged my poll? Okay, well, in terms of the marketing and stuff, I like Red Bull. So I've had actually quite a few uh, interactions with Red Bull Gaming um, on Twitter. Like, they've actually responded to me and things. So, uh, and and it's always been, always been nice interactions. So, on a marketing I have, level, I have I no Bull. issue with Red Bull, but yeah. my poll was sabotaged because Red Bull was, like, third, and then all of a sudden it won. And I guarantee it's all those Omen Squad, Red Bull, LPL people fucking jumping in my poll and rigging it. That, I see Red Bull have, um, spot, have supported gaming for a long time because I remember back at Xland. That's actually true. Maybe oh, Monster and Red Bull have been like the pioneers of yeah, supporting but, it. Yeah, but like, like we didn't have Monster in, in New Zealand back in 2007, yeah, true, but Red true. Bull was still sponsored. Was what, was, sponsored um, back then. what was X? X Games was that Rebel or was that Monster? I think it was Rebel, but um, like so at Xland, which was like the lead into the X Games, uh, for New Zealand, like qualifying and stuff. Um, a few teams there had had the um fridges of Red Bull that we got to ride, which was awesome. No, what uh, not X Games? What the the fuck the like the motocross and the skateboarding and like the big ass open X-Games. arena? Oh, it was X Games. Well, then oh, well, you... so no, X Land wasn't led into that. No, <laughs> yeah, I was like, how did how did no, play like Counter Strike Source go into go into BMXing? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Just like on your. Oh, that, was, that was Mountain Dew. Was it? Yeah, Mountain Dew. I thought did it was an the... energy drink. Like Red... Mountain Dew I thought it was Red the... Bull. They probably did eventually, but Mountain Dew originally did all that shit. No, I thought it was Monster Energy, but I'm, for some reason I'm feeling Red Bull now. Mountain Dew with Code Red. Mm. I was obsessed with Mountain Dew at film school. I would drink so much of it. And that's probably why I was pre-diabetic for a while. <laughs> oh, I've got a question. Uh, top three movies you've seen this year? This year. They don't have to be from this year, but just top three movies you've See, seen I, this year. I, I, yeah, yeah. So I went through a, a big period of this year of not watching any movies. Yeah. I, I kind of really stopped. Um, but I would say I saw Come to Daddy. 
which is was that um, during the lockdown porn hub no, premium no, 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 for free no, 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 no. this is pre pre-lockdown um so we're at the cinema oh it's actually so it's um it was a nice cinema experience for a lot of reasons um it's the first feature film directed by uh and a, 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 he's kind of a friend but uh, <laughs> uh Ant Timpson who runs the 48 hour competition yeah, yeah. Uh, it was his first feature film and it starred Elijah Wood and it was really, really good. And they played it in my favorite cinema, which is the first cinema I ever went to as a little kid, um, the Hollywood Avondale, um, which which I've had some of my films screened in there as well. And I sat next to my good friend Leon, who unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago. So oh, about a month ago now. Um, it's so, basically a few weeks. So um, so for lots of reasons, um, I have a lot of good memories about that movie viewing. Um, uh after what else apart from that i that's the only one i can really put down man oh Um, mine mine's easy i know my three so first of all parasite by far so that's why i haven't seen it i offered it to you and you're just like no i got no time uh parasite by far so amazing like that that is like the perfect film to me i i give that movie a 10 out of 10 there's just no flaw in that film that i can find uh second of us i finally saw us for the first I really time, want to properly. see that as well. Yeah, and us is really fucking good. Jordan Peele did an amazing job. Perfect mix of comedy, horror, thriller, suspense. It doesn't feel cheesy. It doesn't feel clammy. It doesn't feel predictable. It's like even though I knew what happened in parts of it because I'd seen so much of it already, just not in the full film. Um, that was still freaking enjoyable. And then I want to say Hamilton, even though it's seemingly not an area film, only because yeah, it's, it's the mo- only because it's the most recent thing I've watched. And despite some inaccuracies and forgetting about the slavery and all that type of stuff, which is a pretty big deal, um, it is still an amazing two and a half hour musical film. Like, and the R and B, hip hop, and rap influences in it just uh, just such a. Uh, I can see why it got all the accolades it did because it was like such a breath of fresh air for musicals because everything had been very standard, like you know that very. I don't know how to word it, but very white people sounding throughout the years. Like all the styles different, but yeah. the R&B and hip hop influence never really touched musicals until Hamilton. And it just works so fucking well. So Parasite, Us and Hamilton would be my three. Cool. Well, we've been going for the requisite amount of time. So we're going to wrap it up now, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will be back uh, as soon as we've sorted out our next guest, really. So it could be as early as this weekend. It's probably going to be next weekend, though. Kai, so, what are you doing? So <laughs> you free, Kai? We'll, we'll have Kai back on the show for sure. Uh, but I, I think we'll try and uh, start with someone we haven't had on the show yet, uh, which narrows us down quite a bit. We haven't had Synthamance on the show. We've only had Synthacon on oh, the show. Oh, true, true. I forgot about that. Yeah, his yeah. twin, his twin. Yeah. No, we've had Synthamance on, technically, I think. No. It's in the lost season, but... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that lost season that nobody will ever find. Yeah, yeah, An yeah. hour of God to waste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... We've got people yeah. We've got people lined up that we want to do, but we haven't talked to them, or we haven't really... Because our schedules are so complex. Yeah, well, see, my schedule's a lot less complex than it used to be, uh, so... <laughs> Um, which makes it a bit easier, but yes, lining it up with guests is hard. But yeah, thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you guys all later. Uh, Bye. Miko, anything you want to say? Miko? Goodbye. Have a good day. All right.